You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, Muse. It is March 2022. Can you believe it? This means three things to me. Number one, we have all lived through two whole years of a global pandemic. So happy anniversary to you, your resilience, your courage, and the growth that has inevitably happened over the last two years. The second thing is, it's Pisces season. So happy birthday to you, my fellow dreamy Pisces. I see your beauty, your creativity, your empathy, your sensitivity, and thank you for being you. I am you and you are me. (laughs) The third thing is, this is another anniversary for me because for my birthday last year, my husband Yusik took me on a trip that changed our lives. He asked me and primed me by saying, do you want to die before you die so you don't have to die when you die? If you're thinking, huh? I had the same reaction out of curiosity, fear, and gave me a sense of adventure. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you what it was like during my first psilocybin trip, also known as using magic mushrooms. I want to say, again, this was my first. So back in high school, when the kids were using LSD and trying shrooms at parties, I said no. It terrified me. I just didn't want to lose the control in that way. Also because I had tried smoking marijuana and it wasn't a match for me. It wasn't fun. The paranoia, the dry mouth, (laughs) the tiredness, I did not like it. So what was different about this time? Well, we're adults now. And above that, though, I was a year ago very much searching for my connection with God, the universe, source, divine, flow, whatever you want to call it. I had been kind of going through a process of really breaking down, deconstructing the religious beliefs I was raised with so that I can could find meaning for myself. And so at that time, spirituality and being with God was very enticing to me. And that was part of what I knew about psychedelics. And also for Yusik at the time, he had just lost his father nine months previous, and he was depressed and grieving. And I didn't know this at the time, but he was really curious and exploring what death would mean to him. And so when he brought this idea to me, you know, he he very much presented it as a health benefit and second, a spiritual journey. And I'm always up for a spiritual journey. So if you're curious about psychedelics, have you used it before? Ayahuasca, LSD, 
I actually shouldn't talk about those things because I don't know anything about it. But if you're just curious what it was like for me, I think you're going to love this episode. I'm going to share with you how we did it, what was it like actually to die before we die, and how it transformed my life. So before we dive in, let me tell you where the idea of dying before you die came from. Joseph Campbell, who authored The Power of Myth, and he also is the founder and creator of The Hero's Journey, he wrote, The conquest of the fear of death is the recovery of life's joy. One can experience an unconditional affirmation of life only when one has accepted death, not as contrary to life, but as an aspect of life. Life in its becoming is always shedding death. And on the point of death, the conquest of fear yields the courage of life. So what does that mean? Well, what I realized a year ago was that I was searching for the meaning of life. And, and so was Yusik. And in order to find the meaning of life, you also have to explore the meaning of death because they're all, they're, it's part of one cycle. So in order to really live fully, we would have to experience fully. It's kind of like that yin and yang concept of you can't have one without the other, which is so true. So knowing this, in order for us to really feel like we could embrace life to its fullest, which was what I was seeking, I would have to embrace death at its fullest. And it's scary, but it's also so beautiful. That is what one thing that we really learned from losing Yusik's father was how beautiful death could also be. So that also gave me the courage to try this. How did we do this? Well, let me tell you, the psilocybin and the magic mushrooms, all of that research was Yusik. He is the specs guy. He is the research guy. And he dove into it. When he gets into something, he goes like full nerd level. <laughs> and I was just happy to blissfully trust and follow his, what he found. And so he was the one who sourced our mushrooms and decided, you know, what was the right amount for us. And he also found playlist through his research through the John Hopkins Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research, where they did a lot of research since, I believe, 1963, where they saw the effects of using psychedelics and psilocybin in treating depression, anxiety, PTSD, trauma, and how these magic mushrooms can help to unblock and open people up in this way. I'm going to read for you a little piece about by psychologist Bill Richards, who actually headed this research. He says, we're exploring the human psyche, which might take you through some painful things in childhood. It may take you into some archetypal or visionary realms that you never knew were possible. It might take you beyond usual consciousness into a realm that feels eternal. And I'd have to say that, yes, this is absolutely what I experienced. And so what we did is we used the John Hopkins curated playlist, which is a six hour playlist available on Spotify. And the reason why we did this was it kind of anchored our psilocybin trip. And through the music of like classical music, there were some Beatles or it ended with Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful Life. It's just this beautiful 
playlist that ebbs and flows and takes you through this journey. We just kind of use that as our anchor. And so it's funny, we like dropped off the kids one weekend. We decided when we were going to do it, we dropped off the kids at U6 mom's house. And it's so funny how at that time we could say to her very openly and honestly, we are going to take shrooms for the weekend. Can you take care of the kids? And she was very cool with that. And so we got home probably around three in the afternoon and we started to prepare. Yusik did our doses of the mushrooms, grinded them, put them into the capsules, weighed it and put into the capsules. And then since it was a six hour trip, we had to prepare for this, right? So we each showered, brushed our teeth, got into pajamas. And it was around 6 p.m. that we actually went into our bedroom. We pulled down the blackout blinds, got into our queen-sized bed, slipped under our own twin-sized duvet covers, and we each put in our noise-canceling headphones, connected to Spotify, made sure that it wasn't on loop, like we really wanted to make sure we went through the playlist as it was designed, and we turned off the light, and I always said, I love you, and then we counted down. Three, two, one, play. That's when it started. For me, I felt my body become light. And as I closed my eyes and followed the music, I could see, I felt light and I could see light. You know, when you're in the summertime, when you're lying down on the grass and you're just staring up at the trees and you could see the sun sparkling through the leaves. That's how it started for me. And gradually, I guess I could feel myself come out of my body and rise towards the sparkling light. It was really beautiful, this kind of ascension. <laughs> I can't remember exactly, you know, the sequence of what I felt throughout this experience, but there was a point where I saw a kaleidoscope of colors and also a point where I was soaring through the cells of my body like I was a light and I could see myself zooming through my hemoglobins and my heart and seeing all the organs in my body it was it was a wild ride. I just want to backtrack a little bit and tell you that I didn't read anything about what the experience might be like. I didn't want to prime my brain with any expectations, I guess. I wanted to go into it totally open and unknown and uncertain. That was also a challenge to myself to let go of control because I knew that this psilocybin trip would teach me about release and surrender and acceptance. So when we started going into it, I had no idea what to expect other than the music. And actually, the only thing about the music that I knew of was that we would end with What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. That's all I knew was that once I heard that, we would be done. I want to tell you a little bit about the playlist and the music that is there. It's mostly classical. It starts with Vivaldi. There were some flute, some chants, requiem music. There was uh, a lot of strings, music by Edward Elgar and Gorecki and Sebastian Bach and Johannes Brahms. And for 
me, that was very comforting because I love classical music. It was just like an incredible way to go in and out of consciousness. If you can imagine, you know, when you're meditating, sometimes you just fall into it and you're so in the flow that you don't even realize that you are awake or you are in your body or what you are experiencing until you come into the consciousness of, oh, I am crying or, oh, I am breathing or, oh, this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm making it mean. Having those types of two separations was a very interesting experience. Also, at one point in the trip, I don't know how many hours in we were, but I, will, I had to go pee and I couldn't hold my pee. Like I knew what was happening and I knew that I couldn't keep lying there and just holding it. So I got up out of bed, walked down the hall to the washroom, sat on the toilet, <laughs> let myself pee. And it was all very normal until I guess I, I let my consciousness note go again. And I started to feel like I was on top of a waterfall and I was releasing a waterfall from my body. And I remember having to <laughs> grab the toilet bowl beneath me so that I could ground myself. And remember, Karen, you're not falling down a waterfall and you're not going to be flushed down this toilet. Just finish what you have to do. Wipe, get up, pull up your pants, wash your hands and walk back to your bed. And once I got back into my bed, I just sank right back in. It was really interesting in that way. Now, if you're wondering about the die before you die, have I told you where did that come from? We learned this from Joseph Campbell, and there was a video in which he was talking about how he observes how a lot of people are seeking this meaning of life. And he believed and noticed that actually the only way to really fully appreciate life and to fully experience life is that you have to fully appreciate and experience death because it's all part of one cycle. They're not separate from each other. They're part of each other and you have to know one to know the other. Here's a quote from him. He said, the conquest of the fear of death is the recovery of life's joy. One can experience an unconditional affirmation of life only when one has accepted death not as a contrary to life, but as an aspect of life. Life in its becoming is always shedding death. And on the point of death, the conquest of fear yields the courage of life. That was from The Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell. It was such a cool experience now reflecting back on it because Yusik and I were both in this place where we wanted to live fully. And we had just gone through this experience of seeing his father pass away and how beautiful that was. Totally reaffirmed why we wanted to live even more, but also curious about what was that death and how that circle continues. The other part of it for me was by leaving my previous career and saying goodbye to the version of me that I was ready to let go of and the belief systems that I was starting to challenge and also letting go what was not serving me. In a way, those were deaths, right? Deaths of my identity, 
deaths of my beliefs, deaths of what I knew was to be true, and then bringing in new life to a new identity of who I was now, who I wanted to become, what kind of life I wanted to breathe into whatever I was creating and the relationships I wanted to build. And so I really learned in that journey that you can't have more life without death. Coming back to the music, the playlist that we were following, I just want to give you a sense of that was really huge ebbs and flows, the expansion and the total destruction that we went through because that was really the die before you die. That was what it felt like. How did I die before I died during the psilocybin trip? It was actually the entire six hours felt like a death, a rebirth, a death, a rebirth. It was just a continuous cycle on many, many different levels. Like there was my cellular death. There was a birth of, I actually was reborn at one point. I felt myself going through my mother's birth canal and coming out. And I also experienced what it was like to age and to die. And I remember at one point in the soundtrack was I experienced God. I saw her and she was a goddess and her voice and her face looked like the soprano Kathleen Battle. (laughs) Even though it's not her voice in the playlist, that is what I guess sparked in my mind's eye. I saw her beauty and her nurturing and her and the nature around her. And in that experience, I felt like we were one and that I was safe and that I could trust her wholly. It was quite incredible. And that, that I guess that's what was so cool about having the soundtrack was that now whenever I go back and listen to that music, it can reignite that memory and I can live it again. Another part of dying before I died was I actually experienced again the birth of my daughters and I remember seeing them grow up and the relationship and the love that we had. And I actually did experience their death through the psilocybin trip. I wept, I cried and I sobbed so loud and it was so deep. But coming out of it, I realized after feeling like those deep, deep, scary, scary thoughts, and it's actually, I feel emotional now reliving that. I, as, as horrible and deep that grief was and that process and that loss, I came out of that experience realizing that those emotions won't kill me, you know, like I could survive it. So coming out of the psilocybin trip, that's one thing that really empowered me and taught me not to be afraid of those feelings because I went through the entire, I feel like I went through the entire spectrum of feelings in those six hours in a very deep and powerful way. And coming out of it, I'm not afraid to experience them anymore because I know I can survive them. And I'm also not afraid to hold space for other people's because I am you and you are me. And although your experience is different, our feelings, we are connected through them. Another really powerful die before you die experience I had was actually 
went through the process of being a seed planted in the ground and I saw and felt myself, you know, those National Geographic films where they shoot something growing in a time lapse and you see like a little sprout come out of the ground. I I actually felt that way coming out of a ground and reaching for the sunlight and feeling the moisture from my toes coming up into my body. That was absolutely a rebirth and a growth. And just what did that teach me? Well, number one, I came out of it with a a neck ache from stretching because I didn't realize how my body was actually moving the way I felt. And nature is beautiful. And to come back to nature and to see more awe, I guess what what that has shown me is I've started noticing more things. Now, when I go out into nature for walks, I see smaller details, you know, the moss in the ground or the mushroom growing on the tree or the little bug on the leaf. I just started to notice really much smaller things and find them awesome and get lost in their beauty. And to me, that is absolutely a connection with God. Another really fun memory I had during the trip was laughing. <laughs> laughing so hard and so loud. And and Yusik was just lying in the bed beside me, but there was one point where we were both laughing and he seemed like he was like a Grand Canyon away, but I could still hear him laughing, which was so much fun. There was so much joy, like unbra- like the kind of joy that I I hadn't experienced before because my I guess my thinking mind was so turned on, whereas in this psychedelic trip, you have no choice but to let go of that control. And so, yeah, experiencing that full, incredible joy and laughing until we were crying and not feeling silly for it or questioning it in any way and not even needing to have a reason to laugh, but just to laugh because you can and laugh because that's part of living. That was pretty, pretty free and incredible. So this is what has changed my life. In a year, a year ago, in this psychedelic trip, I experienced emotions in a way that I hadn't before, a freedom to explore these emotions and to know that my mind was there, but my mind didn't have to be in control because me as the observer, my consciousness, my awareness, me as the soul and spirit, that is where I really live and experience and learn and find that awe, you know, like that awesome, deep connection to life and to people and to myself and to God. That is where it was for me through experiencing the full range of emotions, letting go the control of my mind, trusting that my body would allow me and support and take me through it and being open to adventure. So what do you think? Are we nuts? Should we do it again? Do you have questions? If you do have questions about this, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at karenchoy.co. I'm still thinking about ways to bring together the community of the Secret Muse Society. Until then, sign up for the newsletter, which I call the love letter, and find me on Instagram so we can connect and continue the conversation and get to know each other better. And just know that 
I'm here for you. And wherever you are on your spiritual journey, I'm cheering you on. So that's it for today. I hope you find what you're looking for today. That's what I want to leave with you. I hope that today you find what you are looking for or you feel what you need to feel to remember that you are alive and you deserve to feel life and to show up fully for it because it's showing up fully for you. All right, dear muse, I love you. Thank you for being here and we'll connect again next time. Stay cool. Thank you for listening to the secret muse society don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode and if you haven't yet please go to apple podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too i invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on instagram at karenchoy.co join me next week for more secrets inspired by you i'm karen Choi. until next time stay gold